Hey everyone, this is the Love of Cinema podcast. We like to talk movies. If you like to talk movies too, you come to the right place. Honestly speaking, I guess this was my first film as a writer. And uh, I think till date, that is the most organic script I have ever written. we never thought about any kind of formulas or you know themes let's talk about mental health or let's talk about trauma we never thought about it at all for even one single second we just uh, we just found that story fascinating we just found those characters fascinating and that's why we told this story Fourteen years ago, Nishikant Kamath made a great film about Mumbai. Mumbai Meri Jaan looks at the city in the days following the serial train bomb blast of 2006 through five intertwining stories: a city grappling with paranoia, prejudice, communal and social divides that somehow always manages to muster the courage and show good sense in conquering its fears and prejudice. This is Himanshu, and you're listening. to the love of cinema podcast one of those five intertwining stories is a story of a pair of cops on patrolling duty tukaram patel played by the always excellent parish rawal is a senior cop on verge of retirement and kadam played by the equally good vijay morya is a young cop who is tukaram's partner on the patrol beat for those who haven't watched the film i would recommend watching the film for this story alone Now this isn't to say that the other four stories pale in front of this one not at all but it's just that the dynamic between the two cops and its arc hits the hardest nicely condensing the city's angst its frustration with status quo and its ability to soldier on in spite of all that Tukaram Patel's retirement speech which comes at the very end of the film is unlike any retirement speech I've seen on film because it feels real It isn't heavily scripted and it just might move you to tears. It's special. Mumbai Mary Jaan also talks about many other things that not too many films were touching upon back then. Things like the general attitudes of the entitled class towards Mumbai police and underprivileged migrants. As well as things like acute stress disorder, mental health, and the media's tendency for dousing tragedies with sensationalism. Before moving on, as always, an important request to all listeners of the podcast. If you enjoy organic conversations centered on Indian cinema, Love of Cinema podcast was created for people just like you. So please do consider subscribing. Independent pods like this one don't have a platform for amplification and distribution. Independent pods rely on amplification through its listeners. So if you like the episode, and i can't harp on this enough please please share the episode on social media because that's the only way people would discover the pod so again if you like the episode please do share it with your friends also do take a minute to review and rate the podcast that would be much appreciated and would help the podcast back to today's episode to talk more about mumbai meri jaan i'm delighted to welcome upendra sidhe on the podcast today He co-wrote Mumbai Meri Jaan and assisted Nishikant Kamath on the film. He has also co-written the excellent Marathi film Me Vasanthara, which if you ask me is the year's best film. His other writing credits include Killa and the Hindi adaptation of Drisham. Upendra made his directorial debut in 2019 with the fresh new age Marathi rom-com Girlfriend. During our chat today, Upendra talked about how Mumbai Meri Jaan was written sitting on Mumbai's footpaths and how Tukaram Patel and Kadam were actually based on couple of cops from the Ville Parle area. He also mentioned how originally there were supposed to be nine stories and shared the gist of the four stories which never made it to the final cut. Upendra also talked about how Nishikant Kamath was so much more than a mentor for him and how Kamath was like an oasis in the manipulative world of movie making. All things Mumbai Meri Jaan with upendra sidaye here goes 
Hey Upendra, how are you doing? Hi, Manshu. I'm good. How are you? It's been great. Uh, it's great. great. It's uh, yeah. It's great to talk to you after you know all the confusion we have been having uh, with <laughs> yeah. my uh, power and internet connection and everything. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And, thank you. Um, thank you. Mumbai Mary Jan is one of my favorite films, and I'm so glad that I'm gonna have a chance to talk to you about that film. So once again, thanks a lot, and let's dive thank right you. into it. Upendra, I was thinking that to begin with, before we start talking about the film, um, you know, you wrote, co-wrote this film with uh, Yogesh uh, Vinay. Yogesh, and yeah, yeah. Um, you also assisted Nishikan Kamath uh, on the film. Um, yeah. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about how you got attached to the project um, before we start talking about the film itself. <clears throat> sure, I think it would be incomplete to tell something about myself, how I got into this field, because. i was doing a chartered accountancy initially in pune and uh, there i met uh, met a friend who was into movies who used to watch movies whose whose father was a uh, playwright and that's how i started watching movies and i guess at the same time star movies and hbo had started their telecast in india do you mind sharing so who that friend the, was and the playwright yeah the friend's name was uh, is tejas darvi And oh okay yes ajit darvi who wrote gandhi with the gandhi play yes 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 absolutely yeah so he was in our class in of uh, chartered accountancy so he was the guy who's always used to talk about movies and stuff and i joined chartered accountancy not because i wanted to but, but because all other friends joined there so i just followed and i didn't know what to do in my life and when i started watching movies i realized okay i have, i have to do something in movies basically and i used to act in school plays and on but i didn't want to be actor so i want to do something else and eventually then i did masters mass communication course from pune university and then i uh, came to mumbai because of nishikant kamath because uh, my uh, one of my professors saman athate who told me that uh, you know utv motion pictures is looking for young writers and uh, there is a guy named nishikant kamath there you just talk to him and nishigan kamath was famous there uh, famous at that time because of uh, his he had written a film called satchat gharat yes absolutely yeah of, yeah uh, huge marathi hit yeah yeah huge hit so i i sent i went and met him i talked to him i also spoke to utv there was a proper interview and all this session and two people were selected one of them was me and uh, it was a great initiative utv motion pictures and their idea was to get a young talent writers upcoming writers kind of thing and marry them with a established director so that the content is fresh so i i think intentions were very great but uh, they didn't pan out as they and we expected but the plus side was i met nishikant kamath and he had to quit that uh, job because of he wanted to make a double fast right yeah and then so after then after utv i joined him as assistant writer so he was writing many movies for different directors and so i was kind of assisting him so i was on a kind of payroll with a small salary and but uh, it was great uh, just uh, just watching his process and how to write so i learned everything uh, from him how to write and what to write everything basically and i uh, distinctly remember i was in pune uh, and i was sick i was down with fever when the blasts happened and uh, when i recovered i was thinking about ki are iske bare mein kuch karna chahiye ya nahi and at the same time i got a call from nishi and he said you know i am i'm doing movie on this we we want to do this movie and uh, there is already a writer on board called yogesh joshi so would you like to join and i said yeah of course why not and uh, yeah that's how the journey began that's a great story so you also worked with uh, nishikant kamath on dombuli fast no because i was at that time i was i was still uh, doing that job at utv motion pictures but i did a cameo <laughs> in dombuli fast who who so, did yeah. you play in dombuli fast so in dombuli fast there is a huge montage Where yes. people are asked about, do you know Madhav Apte? Do you know Madhav Apte? <laughs> yes, and yes, uh, yes. there is a some intellect, seemingly intellectual guy. <laughs> and, uh, that is me. Yeah. So, okay, uh, like, I got, I got to see it again. All his friends and colleagues in the 
in his right. films. Right. Like even in even in Mumbai Mirjan, all of the assistants are there. Yes, 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 yes. yes. We are going to so, talk so, about yeah. your. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, Upendra, yeah. while we are on Nishikant Kamath, uh, you know, maybe uh, you know we lost him uh, two years ago. Um, he was a brilliant st- uh, storyteller, you know. I mean, Don't Be yeah. Fast and Mumbai Mirjan are great examples of that. You, of course, have worked with him, collaborated with him. What do you remember about Nishikant and what uh, did you learn from uh, Nishikant? And also, what do you think, in your opinion, made him such a special uh, storyteller? I, I think uh, he was all heart. And uh, I know that his image is something uh, different, which is established by Dombili Fast and Mumbai Merijan. But even at the core, uh, and very few people know it about maybe he was actually a a uh, diehard fan of masala movies he was a diehard fan of amitabh bachchan so when he actually made laibari so many people exactly yes yes but i we, we were not because we knew uh, we knew that nishi was always big fan of this kind of filmmaking and he knew that it's tough and that's why it's a great feat that he could pull off laibari as well as dogli fast as well as mumbai marija as well as course which are kind of uh, for even force and library are completely different kind of uh, masala films right so i guess he also uh, he never uh, adhered to any kind of formula and uh, he knew that okay there is commercial filmmaking but always story always came first and uh, technique always came later and that's what he kind of uh, try to teach us or we try to learn from him and apart from filmmaking i guess he was an amazing amazing human being because uh, i guess uh, i have worked with uh, various uh, on various films apart from nishis and i still think that the atmosphere at on the sets of nishis films or even uh, in his office uh, i have not seen or experienced anywhere else and nishi knew that and every other person who have who has worked with me she knew that that uh, it's it's like home you can go any time of the day and if he's there he will say okay aake baith jao like you, if you want to write and you don't have a place at home or you have you need a space and you can call him and say kare mujhe 2 ghanta baithna hai he said yeah of course come it i i have i've seen him uh, kind of giving place to even for drama rehearsals when uh, a production is not happening and he's like yeah yeah please karo rehearsal aake so uh, and he was always grounded he always asked us to uh, you know be good kind of in this very kind of very manipulative field but uh, i i he was the least manipulative person or he was not manipulative person at all he was all heart he will speak whatever uh, his uh, जो भी है बोल दे बोल देगा टाइप पर वो वाला पर्सन था बहुत जिंदा दिल था लाइक टू लाफ यूज टू लाफ सो मच ही लाइक टू ईट फूड वॉज अ ग्रेट कुक ही मैंने उसके घर पे खाना खाया मैंने उसके ऑफिस में खाना खाया ही हैज इंट्रोड्यूस मी टू फूड जब मैं नहीं खाता था उतना सो या समथिंग एल्स आई डोंट थिंक they make uh, people like them so yeah it's a, it's a huge personal loss for me right. because i, I am what i am because of him i see and uh, creatively what do you think uh, would you take uh, did you take away from him in terms of as a writer maybe as a director i think i took discipline from him because uh, he was our mentor at utv motion pictures and he kind of uh, introduced us to uh, system or technique or whatever you can say at least you know i do it this way and you can you guys can try it if if you can follow this method and i i tried to do that and it it helped me it has helped me like for example uh, i i didn't know anything about writing honestly speaking i had written only uh, one one act play or couple of one act plays in pune in marathi but when it came to uh, feature film writing or screen writing i had only read about stuff i had read screenplays but uh, we were never taught how to write a feature film screenplay and written short films but that's completely a different thing but when i came to utv motion pictures and she was kind of mentoring us like for example outlining was the thing which i learned from him i had only heard about it but uh, i i think i still outline everything 
and i guess it helps immensely and that's that is one thing and he he always like i said discipline you have to be you have to keep at it you can't just acha me me char mahina nahi lukunga writers can't do that matlab even nishi while pitching his own project he was so busy and yeah, i have always seen him writing and the one unique thing about him was we used to write on laptops but he used to write on paper uh, wow long end yeah so i i have never seen him typing away on the laptop he was kind of uh, illiterate when it came to typing on a laptop he used to like ek ki dabaya do ki dabaya he was like that but you give him pen and paper and he will like he will be like be writing pages and pages after pages incredible so, incredible yeah so basically structure drama everything came from him and character i see yeah. okay but uh, honestly speaking it, it it was never a kind of thing acha main tumhe sikhata hu ye tum mujhe seekho right <laughs> it's never like that right great any great lesson we learn is always from it's always kind of passive and very organic and we kind of learn from watching people at work and we can't pinpoint at what time we learn what it kind of uh, trickles down into our work and that's how we also realize okay maybe i've learned this from this kind of this yeah makes sense yes yes upendra you know i always found uh, mumbai meri jaan somewhat similar to uh, the 2004 um, oscar winning film crash in terms of its structure with the intertwining stories uh, as well as thematically you know both films kind of grappled with uh, class divide the social and racial tensions in a big metro city you know in crash of course the setting is la here we are looking at mumbai uh, was crash an influence when you guys were writing mumbai merijan i think it was not a very uh, deliberate influence but for example uh, i had seen amores peros before i had seen 21 grams before right before uh, even the crash came so uh, and we were kind of zapped by the whole structure and how these uh, different uh, uh, thematic plot lines kind of collide into each other and here we we didn't have to create something which will make these uh, characters collide there already was a common incident so it all germinated from that one common incident and then we decided okay you know they can Uh, cut cut across each other's path but let's not force them let's see where they go so I it see. was not okay. a deliberate ki acha wo crash jaisa karte aisa kuch right 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 yeah. maybe but because... we knew that obviously there will be uh, it, it is a kind of multi track kind of each of them right. and eventually it will collide or come together at the end something will that kind of that will happen that's that we knew gotcha you know both uh, patil and kadam are such terrific characters parish yeah. rawal and vijay more are just excellent Absolutely. in those roles yeah yeah, yeah. and um, uh, you know i just have uh, noted down two uh, lines here um, you know patil sahab do second lagte hai shaitan ko aadmi mein ghusne yeah. and uh, <laughs> i remember patil says that mai tera senior tere ko order de raha hai kadam mut kadam mut but i think these two lines you know so uh, nicely encapsulate you know uh, the psyche of the, these two characters you know um, there is tragedy to them there is also hope to them you know pa- patil kind of sees his uh, younger self in uh, kadam somewhere if you will and yeah. the dread that kadam too might end up like patil like uh, at the end of his career someone who regrets not having broken the mold or done any yeah. uh, quote unquote real work in his entire career but there is right. also hope right because patil urges his younger colleagues uh, to not end up like him and urges them to actually do something you know make a difference could you talk about writing these two characters their character arcs and the dynamics <coughs> between the two so that this that whole track was inspired again by a real incident which happened i guess if i remember correctly which happened in vileparle east oh wow east okay east over so uh, and we read it in the newspaper Uh, next day of the blast that uh, a cop um, i guess hawaldar was returning from the duty late night after the on the same night of the blast he was returning home and he encountered a group of young youngsters who were drunk and they kind of actually said those things ki are aapke waise hua you are not doing your duty and they they beat him up 
that incidence was reported in newspapers and it kind of uh, remained with us and at, at that time while after when we decided okay we have we want to write this so apart from anything which मतलब अंदर से आता है अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट वी आर ऑल्सो लुकिंग फॉर एक्चुअल स्टोरीज थ्रू न्यूज पेपर आर्टिकल्स न्यूज आइटम्स एनीथिंग विच कैन हेल्प अस बेसिकली सो दिस इंसिडेंट स्टक इन टू आवर माइंड एंड वी न्यू दैट वी हैव टू टेल स्टोरी ऑफ दिस कॉप बिकॉज देर वॉज काइंड ऑफ बैकलैश अगेंस्ट कॉप्स फॉर बींग एंड इट ऑलवेज हैथिंग लाइक दिस हैपन्स एवरीथिंग everyone blames cops and oh, you are sleeping you only know how to take bribes but you don't do your duty and blah 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 so that incidence was in our minds and we wanted to tell that st- story of that person and coincidentally now the whole film was uh, uh, was written on the footpath of vilaparle east so so on hanuman road there is a tea shop called gokul and it's a famous uh, tea shop called gokul okay. it's on the junction of hanuman road just near gajali hotel i i used to live in vilaparle there at that time uh, yogesh used to live in gorigao but uh, he studied in vilaparle so his all college friends are from parle so every evening he used to travel to vilaparle east and we used to meet at gokul naka have cutting uh, many many cutting chais and then we just used to talk we just used to blabber kind of just kind of uh, just keep spitting ideas and at around that time we saw every evening uh, two cops coming to a shop called panchikar so panchikar is a franchisee of maharashtrian snack foods yes so every evening these uh, two cops used to come on a motorbike uh, maybe either to have chai or i don't know for what reason but they used to come there and one of them was young and one of them was old absolutely like uh, tukaram patil and uh, kadam and we was used to see them every day and we were like oh my god maybe maybe these are these are people what if they are uh, one or two of our main characters and that, that's how it started and when we when we find found those two guys one old one young it's kind of gave us that directly acha ye jo about to retire kind of thing and a guy who has already just joined the force so you you can compare it with the what's that film denzel washington and ethan hawk training day training day sort of scenario at least scenario it like kya acha ek aadmi senior hai who knows everything who knows how system works and this other guy is there who's kind of angry and man who wants to be idealistic and you know his duty and all that and that's how we found those characters i see very interesting i did not know this that's a great story <laughs> yeah i yeah. Uh, you know i haven't spent that much time in vileparle but i'm i'm uh, somewhat familiar with the area so next time mm-hmm. i'm in bombay i'll definitely try to <laughs> yeah <laughs> area and check it out So uh, Upendra I want to talk much more about Patil and his retirement speech and all that but before that I just wanted to touch on um, some of the interesting characters and of course you know we cannot talk about uh, Mumbai Mary Jan without talking about KK Menon you know who uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Suresh uh, Suresh right. is someone who's blinded by his communal biases um, some might argue that today you know there are a lot of more people like Suresh than before yeah you know because we find ourselves in an increasingly polarized world you know where communal biases have been weaponized uh, to the most vile extremes one of my favorite scenes from the entire f- uh, film you know we see Patil's words uh, about breaking the chain of hate and tensions echoing in Suresh's head alongside with the words of his old father about how yeah. the greatest lie ever told is that all religions can coexist and Suresh kind of find uh, himself you know juggling figuratively uh, these two contrasting mindsets and that's when it hits him he has a sort of a epiphany and is finally able to see uh, the bullshit in his uh, communal lens and finally rise above the prejudice he holds in his heart uh, i love that scene because uh, you know it bears uh, so much significance uh, to the times and circumstances that we find ourselves in today do you ever think that scene would become much more relevant so many years later Uh, no matlab uh, even i saw the film just uh, about a, a week ago and uh, i was kind of blown away how it's uh, extremely more than relevant to today's times 
एंड यू आर लाइक ओ माई गॉड वी डेंट नो दैट ऐसा कुछ होगा एंड मतलब द सीन यू आर टॉकिंग अबाउट आई नाउ फाइंड इट एक्सट्रीमली रोमांटिक एंड आई थिंक ओके सुरेश इज सो इजी टू कन्विंस हिम कि ओके दिस इज नॉट दिस इज योर बायस एंड ऑल दैट बट राइट नाउ यू कान कन्विंस पीपल लाइक सुरेश दे दे हैव एक्चुअली गॉन मच फादर एंड काइंड ऑफ प्रिटी ब्लीक राइट नाउ so uh, it's it's crazy how especially, yes. especially when words of even suresh's father right. and especially uh, i'm i'm literally i have no words basically because yes, i was yes. literally no, I hear you. Yeah. that oh my god this is this is the exact uh, whatever he speaks whatever suresh speaks until that point and we are actually listening those arguments right now yes वॉट ही ऑलवेज डज वॉट ही ऑलवेज आर्ग्यूज की देखो ये ऐसा करते हैं वो ऐसा करते हैं ये देखो एंड दैट्स द एग्जैक्ट आर्ग्यूमेंट्स वी आर लिस्टिंग राइट नाउ फ्रॉम ऑल ब्लाइंडेड फैनेटिक्स यस विच इज क्रेजी एंड इट वॉज या and this is 2008 so this, you know this is almost 15 years ago and that's a yeah. great point that you just made that the exact argument if you drill it down you know that's the exact argument that we're hearing from these fanatics and what i absolutely you know uh, abhor and hate about that is that they try to tie in like something like from the mahabharat or um, you know uh, akhanda bharat and uh, yeah. those kind of yeah. concepts to kind of rally you know their uh, this kind of uh, fervor so and okay. you know mumbai meri jaan did uh, just that i mean his father uses those words you know he quotes uh, sri okay. krishna and he also talks about uh, akhand bharat and you know we are not cowards and all that kind of speak so it's 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 uh, you know very interesting because this was 15 years ago and maybe you know yeah. it just passed um, another thing upendra do you think you know this kind of scene would have survived today you know i mean there no, would have been so many all. people who not would have taken all. objection we, we would have suffered that uh, hashtag boycott mumbai meri jaan kind of thing they boycott bollywood boycott mumbai mein jaan because of you know this is the insult of hindutva like for example if, if we think that in 2008 there was one suresh today is today already there are thousand suresh with quite like 3.0 kind of upgraded versions it's, yeah it's sad yeah and uh, you know it's fascinating to look at that character played by uh, kk menon you know suresh uh, because i always uh, you know like to contrast that with a scene from uh, black friday you know where he plays uh, rakesh maria and yeah. the scene that i'm talking about is where kk you know gives an earful to aditya shrivastava who plays uh, bacha khan about uh, being an asshole in the name of religion you know he essentially says and i quote you know her wo aadmi jiske paas kuch nahi hai karne ko dharm ke naam pe chutiya banta rahega and interestingly in mumbai meri jaan you know suresh is uh, he could easily be counted as one of those assholes <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know i always like to contrast those two um, um you know characters that he played and uh, you know that just tells you how good of an actor kk is uh, you know because yeah. in both of those roles you know he literally you know makes you believe that yeah, he's that person so yeah, the way yeah. he looks his eyes and just the everything that he does with the body language and everything so that i always found uh, interesting um any um, anecdotes about working with kk uh, were um, you know uh, uh, i guess it was most uh, very uh, very comfortable working with him he was he was extremely friendly he was approachable he was accessible and i guess he's a very extremely generous actor so normally if anyone comes uh, like co star comes up with a suggestion or something mostly we hear that star ke acha nahi tu matlab main leta hu acha dialogue agar kisi ne just suggest kiya to bolta hai ki acha ye line main le leta hu but kk used to do opposite so if someone comes to costa comes up with a line and uh, kk would say okay are ye le 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 tu acha hai and then the costa would say nahi main agar le liya me nishi sir ko puchna padega wo nahi bolenge and kk would ask nishi sir ki are ye masla hai na isko lene de and which is which is i guess amazing and like you said every the way he looks at uh, the whole yusuf gang and you know from the first frame how he feels about them and uh, not only at yusuf the way he talks about zidan <laughs> and he says ye bhai kab se ban gaya tera so from that from the word go he is at it so we we realize he is 24/7 is is completely 
last year totally absolutely yeah i mean his biases are extremely strong uh and you know but he... also i i i need to make a point that still why he's still uh, i won't say easy but we, you can still bring uh, suresh back from that whole blindingness because it's all tied up to survival eventually and we wanted to make that point because he doesn't have money he makes that point in the first scene kya re 10 rupaye 10 rupaye pura din kaatna hai and eventually the whole cycle of it kind of comes to a kind of first temporary halt when he needs money and that guy approaches him at hajari and says ki acha karna hai and go he just kind of crumples the card saying yaar maine inke liye kaam karunga but i guess eventually survival and money will bring you back to the harsh reality and only that's when you will realize that all this bullshit of hatred is actually bullshit and it doesn't help you in any way so he it just that makes suresh kind of redeemable i see right yeah that's interesting that's a great scene to add hajeli that you mentioned uh, very i think it's uh, the visiting card says kareem and associates or something and yeah. he uh, he's not too keen on working with them first <laughs> but like you said yeah for survival he does that but that helps him you know kind of see the bullshit that kind of paves the way because he needs them they talk him they give him respect and suddenly the change starts happening very interesting yeah that's why i think you know mumbai meri jaan is such a relevant film today and you know a lot of um, i think the younger millennials haven't seen this film and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to do this uh, podcast episode because first of all i love this film and you know like i said you know i have always loved this film but i usually try to cover films on the podcast you know that i think lot many people have not seen especially the younger um, kids and i want them to see the f- films that not just because i like them but you know maybe there is something different that people were making right. this you know 10 15 years ago 20 years ago 30 right. years ago so you know that's why i love uh, this particular film uh upendra let's talk about uh, patil's uh, retirement speech uh, yeah. which is an absolute <laughs> emotional gut punch you know i um, he talks about everything from his father to how much the city has changed over the years uh to his feelings on the day of the bomb blast uh how he felt like someone having uh, you know broken mumbai into seven pieces alluding seven to the pieces. formation of mumbai city you know and the seven original islands that became mumbai patil is an old man there is a lot uh, he wants to say there is a lot in his mind and at one point he even um wonders how did we end up um calling a diwali firecracker an atom bomb so his musings are all over the map uh, all his musings in that speech are loaded so to speak they make you think about a lot of things as yeah. writers uh, you and yogesh what was your goal uh, with that retirement speech there were two things we wanted to do and the, uh, most of the credit goes to yogesh for writing brilliant speech basically and uh, the idea was always the whole uh, seven island seven blast was the kind of uh, very idea which we kind of succumb to very early so initially there used to be a, a initial opening sequence used was, was supposed to be about seven islands and how it became mumbai that was kind of supposed to but obviously then it changed and when it when we came down to climax we realized we can connect that with the so history of mumbai with history of patil along with the whatever is happening in all other four tracks so it's uh, it was always supposed to be a speech which will bind everything together it's kind of matlab sare film ka sar hai usme kind of so all themes all things we wanted to say about and maybe which uh, which we haven't been able to say through images or whatever and l- let's say here because patil is a talkative person we have already established that he loves to talk and uh, he loves to uh share anecdotes so that was the thing and then yogesh just took it and ran away with it and just wrote a beautiful scene yeah, and obviously pareser made it even better yes yes he's uh, absolutely excellent uh, but i love the way that speech is written because it is so authentic you know it's uh, you know usually when we see retirement speeches or something in films they seem like you know they're extremely heavily drafted and you know it's yeah. something that they have memory but this is how a person who would speak on his last year job you know that he has spent his whole life at 
you know, and someone who is uh, fairly elderly, you know, someone uh, whose maybe thoughts are not scrambled a little bit, someone who's overcome with emotion so much, you know, that, even that, and that is reflected in the way, you know, he kind of jumps all over the map. He kind of jumps from one point to completely different. Absolutely. And, you know, it's all, you can tie that together. Yeah, I thought that was great. And so that's why, you know, it's it stands out as an authentic kind of a retirement speech. Yeah. You know, that's something yeah. like someone called Tukaram Patil on his last day at work would say something like that this, is. you know. Because I, I don't think even he expects, anybody expects ki even Hawaldar will be called on to give a speech. Even even he won't be expecting that, right? So, it's not speech prepared or now he will take out end of shit and will he, he won't do that he will just speak whatever is on his mind at that moment absolutely so, absolutely yeah, it is very organic yes yes and it comes through it Madhavan's character, you know, nicely captures the mood of uh, many 20-somethings, you know, around the turn of the century. Uh, You know, middle class, by the book, nine to five, working folks, uh, you know, for whom the terrorist attacks and the resulting um, trauma and shock uh, kind of force them to think about their future, you know, and ponder if the best aspirational move for them was perhaps moving abroad. Uh, which yeah. no longer is the case today, but was certainly one of the more promising options around that time. And I know a lot of people like that, you know, um, you know, who um, initially did not want to leave, uh, you know, India or go abroad or something. But, um, you know, things like these, you know, kind of pushed them into reconsidering their options abroad. So I thought, you know, even that was very nicely done because Madhavan yeah. is someone who doesn't want to leave India, right? But then you're, uh, we see that Anishikan Kaman, plays uh, one of his friends yeah. who comes uh, from abroad. And so even Madhavan kind of starts thinking, you know, maybe this might be the best move for him since, you know, they're planning a family, you know, a baby's on the way and so forth. So uh, even that character is nicely done. Um, any yeah. uh, thing you would like to touch upon uh, Madhavan? I think that that was the character which is uh, which was closest to our lives because we are from middle class. Correct. So we, we, we have actually seen people who were afraid uh, boarding the train on the next day, but they had to because they had no choice. So we, I have read about it. I have, I've heard about from them. impossible. I was so. It it is kind of a trauma which people went through, and we wanted one character who has actually been part of the tragedy. For all of the other characters, they are still on kind of. Uh, um, they are outside because they are affected, but they are indirectly affected. They were not there when the blast happened. And we wanted one character who is kind of victim, not that kind of victim who is actually injured or would die. Of course not, because that would be ghost. But uh, someone who has, uh, who actually saw what happened. And obviously it would, have, it would have been great that he just survived because of luck. And that's what happens with Madhavan's character. That's what happens with Nikhil Agarwal. And so that's what attracted us to tell his story. Because he is actually a very middle-class common man. And we have made him a very kind of ideal citizen. He's a modern citizen. He's kind of always preaching people what is right and what is wrong. And when that person's uh, values are shaken, then that is what we we, are, we were very interested to find out what happens. One guy who is kind of, like he said, Tum bano jo dialogue hai so he is a true, true patriot. And his journey from being a patriot to, you know, I don't want to live in this country because I feel kind of, I'm afraid, not for me, but also for my unborn child and my wife, for my family. I think it's a very uh, relatable graph. At that point of time, it was relatable to many people who used to travel regularly via local train. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even for that someone, the idea. Yeah, that's the most uh, relatable character. And it, it's also a nicely shaped character. And, it, it you know, it conveys the, like I said, the mood of a certain group, you know, very nicely. Uh, yeah. So that's another great character. Mumbai Marijan also talks about many things, you know, which were not often touched upon, um, you know, in mainstream Hindi films, at least, Uh, you know, stuff like the sensationalist tendencies of the media, you know, the attitudes toward the police of the entire world. And now it makes sense since you said that, you know, this was based on a true incident. Uh, General attitudes toward um, underprivileged migrant workers, you know, even something like mental health and um, acute stress uh, disorder. 
was yeah. all of this like intentional or this just uh, you know it's it's part of the story that you're trying to tell i understand that but did you guys make a conscious effort to talk about some of those uh, difficult topics uh, or at least uh, you know touch upon them no we didn't honestly speaking i guess this was my first film as a writer and uh, i think till date that is the most organic script i have ever written we never thought about any kind of formulas or you know themes let's talk about mental health or let's talk about trauma we never thought about it at all for even one single second we just uh, we just found that story fascinating we just found those characters fascinating and that's why we told the story for example for even thomas in mumbai it's very common to see those uh, coffee vendors on bicycle even today and uh, that was a great combination also because me i am from pune so i am kind of outsider to mumbai and uh, yogesh has been born and brought up in mumbai so he knows everything the whole for example the whole paresh raval uh, speech scene where he says ki we used to go roam on the airport that was something which he was told by his grandfather or something as i was to be kissed so that authentic knowledge and actually is living there and plus my kind of third person point of view uh, towards mumbai kind of help maybe but we never thought about ki acha kya formula also there was no zero pressure or kind of anything from uh, nishi as well as uh, producers we actually wrote what we wanted to write and then of course there was feedback and uh, there was adjustments but aisa nahi diya re ye thoda offensive ho raha hai ya ye thoda aisa ho raha hai there was nothing that sort of discussion it was the it was a kind of best writing experience any writer could have you just write you don't think about what will anybody say or what uh, budget uh, can uh, what budgetary requirement can come up with for example we wrote kind of mall scenes so in the irfan track and i remember our dop uh, sanjay jadav we call him dada and he was like kare tum writer acha tum likh le to ek mall interior mall aur gharat phail jati hai and crowd is running lekin hame shoot karna hai so but we could write that i guess that freedom is amazing and i guess because it was my first film i, I didn't i didn't i didn't give a shit about what the other people are actually thinking ki execute kaise karenge i just wanted to write what i wanted to write the same with yogesh we we wanted to tell a story ki acha hame ye story pata hai kaise execute karenge kya karenge wo aap dekh you are great director you are great you are great team so you guys do that so i guess that purity somewhere showed through that i always thought that because there was there was no restriction there was no uh, there was no agenda so are hum mujhe thoda work friendly banana hai tab to kuch tha hi nahi tab aisa kuch nahi tha ki i need to ye issue dalna hai film mein aur aisa kuch nahi tha so we just wanted to tell a story and we did that exactly i also um, you know like you know how there are so many marathi actors in this movie you know obviously yeah. uh, you know, because nishikan kamath was marathi and you know you guys are also yeah, yeah. maharashtrians yeah, yeah. you know from the smallest yeah. roles to some of the key roles like kadam you know there is a uh, and uh, some of these you know i discovered like you know many years later yeah, but there is uh, samir saugule is there you know uh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course uh, santosh joekar is there vibhavari deshpande is there and of course there is also you in a small cameo don't panic <laughs> don't panic <laughs> so that. <laughs> so that. But my, that's not my voice. So oh, that's was, dubbed. It, okay, that's dubbed by Nishi himself because uh, he thought I was not panicky enough. I was sounding <laughs> very much calm. <laughs> so he said, "You know, I'm going to dub it. You're not in panic enough." So I said, "Okay." So it's his voice <laughs> and my face. Very interesting anecdote. Thanks for sharing <laughs> that. I did not realize that. <laughs> The movie ends on a very uh, hopeful note uh, you know closing with yeh uh, bombay meri jaan from cid uh, arguably the most popular you know uh, film song ode to the city a city that as mumbai meri jaan shows um, you know um, somehow always manages to muster the courage and show good sense in conquering its fears and prejudices uh i always like to hear from writers about writing endings um, you know writing good endings as 
you know, something to learn for myself as well as aspiring writers. Uh, what can you share with us about the ending here and the thinking behind it? So when we started writing, we always knew that there has to be a kind of time frame to the story because obviously we were talking about people who were affected and we can't just go on. So we have to have some kind of time frame. And uh, obviously it was again very organic to come to that idea that obviously Mumbai stood, stood still after seven days for two minutes in the memory of all the victims. And we we immediately thought that is the best point to end the film. And then from from that moment, we're always driving all those stories towards that moment when everything will come to standstill. Obviously, the idea of using that song was not ours. It was Nish's idea. So it was it, that credit goes to him. But yeah, the, so the from the start we knew what is the end. So end is that that the whole city will come to standstill, and obviously our characters won't know that. So they are not in the knowledge that okay, now we have to silence him. So if you see every character is kind of oblivious because obviously they are into their own traumas and struggles, so they don't know. If, for example, Irfan is in a completely different note and he's kind of defending that I didn't do anything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In that zone, especially when he comes across Vijay Maurya's character. So uh, yeah, that was always then. I see. And um, Upendra, you mentioned that initially the idea was to start with a, like a montage of the history of Mumbai, of uh, how it was formed, and that yeah. was changed. Uh, can you talk about why that was changed and uh, what I, was the initial I, idea? I don't remember exactly, but I think uh, I, I have no clue. But obviously, there were so many ideas were thrown there. Ki what would be the opening montage or title montage? And eventually, Nishi uh, decided to let's not show the history kind of. So the current montage is it starts from the black and white footage and slowly goes into current color uh, kind of montage. So I guess also might have been due to the VFX and all that thing because you have to create a sequence where the seven islands and come. Up. Then obviously there was also going to be information which is you have to uh, verbally you have to give that information. If there is a seven, to seven island, the, then I say, wow, it can't be shown visually. It can't be very appealing, especially at the start of the film. So I think that's the reason why Nishi completely changed it. And now you see it. You just see the journey of Mumbai visually, and you don't have to spoon feed anything to the audience. And it directly kind of connects to what is the theme of the movie, what is the title of the movie. So this the the story is about Mumbai. So it directly kinds of communicates to audience very well. And Mumbai Merijan, like uh, you know, I said, is a great film. Uh, but always, you know, over the years, when you look back, uh, you might see something that you know you, as a writer or director or one of the filmmakers, uh, that you might think, hey, maybe you know, um, given a chance, I could have fleshed this out a little bit more, or you know, maybe polished this bit a little bit more. Is there something that stands out uh, <coughs> or sticks itself out like that for you when you look um, rewatch that film today? Uh, I don't honestly, maybe because it's my first film, so I'm still not very much objective about that, especially that film because it's my first film. Right. So uh, right now it looks, but not not from writing point of view, right? Uh, but yeah, I think it still works for me. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Even as an audience, I, I saw it after so many years and like, oh my god, okay. Good work. <laughs> yes, yes. Not it bad. holds up very well. And uh, in fact, like yeah. we were saying, you know, it's even more uh, relevant and significant today. Yeah, so, absolutely. And a great point that you made that since it's your first baby, so to speak, you know, it's hard to yeah. kind of look at it objectively, you know, and uh, yeah. kind of see. Uh, so that's very interesting. Um, anything else, uh, Upendra, you would like to add any interesting anecdotes that, you know, uh, we might not have touched upon or anything that you feel um, like sharing about the film? Yeah, so uh, so many things were inspired from actual true stories. So, for example, the the end point of uh, KK's character's story, where we know that Yusuf actually was killed, that was also inspired from the true story. So, actually, it happened that a Muslim Muslim was killed. And actually, people thought, in the, from the residents of the Basti thought that there was something wrong with it. But obviously, two days later, they turned out and they knew that they were shady. So that was the kind of kissa we knew 
and so we kind of incorporated also uh, we had written nine stories initially yeah so the, the, there were four more stories and obviously because of the time constraint we had to uh, filter them down to five but there were four more stories and i was just going through my notes for this podcast and i think wow those were also interesting stories again all of them most of them were inspired from the newspaper clippings of the real incidences which happened during the blast could you so, share in yeah. a nutshell do you mind sharing in a nutshell what those four stories were yeah so uh, one of them was about a couple of ward boys a ward boy i guess his name is ramesh and uh, i guess his cousin or the friend his name is gopal and he's a ward boy and obviously stuck in that life and he, they, they are from up and uh, they want to get out of there and he wants to marry a nurse whose name is chitra and but he's poor he doesn't have money and that's when the blasts happen and his duty is in the morgue and uh, he's watching lots of bodies coming in and he also knows uh, and his friend that ramesh or gopal over the other guy so other guy tells him there is a scheme from uh, by which we can earn money because uh, railways have uh, announced a reward kind of not help basically for victims kind of 5 lakhs and state has declared 1 lakh so these people are can get 6 lakhs and there must be any bodies who are not claimed so you know i can come and claim and we will have 6 lakhs we can will kind of divide 3 3 lakh each and that's the plan they come up with and that's what actually happened actually there are many cases where it happened so ramesh and gopal decide to do that and ramesh goes there and claim kare ye mera body hai mere relative ka he all do does the mountain key and all that and they get the money but uh, and eventually kind of they get caught at the police station when when there is a two minute silence at the same time uh, they are caught so that was the one story there was similar story maybe that's why both got cut there was another story where again again inspired from the two incidents ki aspatal mein maut ho jati hai kisi ki an elderly man who is there because of accident some kind of road accident or something like that aur uski boodi si biwi hai and wo mar jata hai but because on the death certificate by mistake it's written as blast victim and now mother wants to rectify that mistake saying ki are nahi hai last se nahi mar rahe hamare so they, he, she wants to rectify but the son wants that money so son ah, decides to kind of uh, manipulate her mother as, as well to get that money so that was uh, one story then there was a story about a bookseller uh, so there is one uh, small kid who's called uh, name is altaf and uh, whose father is kind of mobile stealer so you know, like there is a huge scheme very well known scheme ki uh, traffic signal pe ek window pe se koi uh, book bechne aayega so you will roll down the windows and at the same time from the other window someone will steal your purse wallet or phone something like that so they are a team and after blast and uh, they are muslim so altaf and i guess abdul or something father's name was and they are living in islam so after blast abdul is picked up by police as a suspect because uh, i guess i heard there were dozens of suspects were picked up from uh, various bastis and they were detained and they were interrogated because they had to do that cops had to do take some action and that's and their uh, hut or whatever that patra ka jhopdi it's demolished by bmc at the same time so now that little kid altaf comes on the comes on footpath and now he has to survive because he has no family so that sto- another story was altaf's then the pawala wo the who huge combination scene mein jo pawala hai wo harass karne jata hai kyunki usko and that's when pareshar comes so there was a story from his point of view aha so very interesting story, okay pawala story who lives a very decent life is a nice person who has a son who 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 was there helping all the victims and taking out bodies from the train so one son is there and his daughter is interested in acting so she is doing a kind of theater play from college 
but she hasn't told at home and she kind of changes her wardrobe and all that stuff was there and suddenly after this incidents with suresh with kk the the father completely changes and father says what is the point burka penna shuru kar do now there's no need so suddenly how the radicalization can start and how can that be triggered just from one incidents and not only one person but the whole family can completely go down in that way so that was uh, one story yeah very interesting so, yeah, th- thanks a lot for sharing interesting those stories Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, it's all interesting stories. I mean, uh, especially the last one that you mentioned and even the first one about uh, the ward boy is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 kind of actually we wrote all those stories and then uh, obviously we knew how at what point they're going to interject. And then we kind of just did the <laughs> cross cutting. Yeah. But we actually wrote them as kind of short films. So I see. We we don't separate scripts for every story. I see. And how and how many we, drafts of uh, Mumbai Mary Chand did you write? Oh wow! I think so. Uh, not many, because uh, my uh, writing style is completely different from Yogesh, and that means Yogesh's writing style is completely different from Nishi's. <laughs> so, like I said, we we wrote that film on footpath. because yogesh uh, his style was at, at least at that time that he never wrote anything unless it's pakka in his head so we used to kind of go in every scene scene by scene every day kind of uh, making it concrete but not writing anything <laughs> and uh, of course i used to keep some notes because i don't believe myself or my memory but he was amazing and it it's it was all in here and then one day when uh, okay abhi likhna padega kuch bhi okay and then we just kind of locked ourselves in a room and then typed it all out yeah so there were not kind of 10 drafts or something right. but we took 9 months to write this script but yeah but not 9 drafts i guess lesser drafts okay but there were certain scenes which kept kind of uh, getting rewritten for example the whole scene between parashar and kk in the van police van when kind of parashar says ki okay iska naam ye hai wo hai and the whole chain adam shake right. that thing that yeah adam shake yeah so that scene was being rewritten till the last minute so i because i was also assistant director so uh, there is a road behind in orbit mall in malad so we shot there and i was in charge of carrying the chits of the scene to the van and uh, i used to sarkaw that chit to the grills of that police van kache ye dialogue hai abhi so yeah Great. hey well, what's the cafe where uh, the kk's uh, friends hang out uh, is uh, is that uh, that's a real cafe no it, yeah thanks for saying that but it's not so <laughs> it's all it's yeah it it was amazing and uh it, it was outside uh, santa cruz station west so the road the lane outside santa cruz station that's where we found a kind of gaada apan manto dukan we we found an empty shop basically right wahan pe set lagaya tha we we kind of we look for actual cafes but and the cafes we love were too crowded or at a very at at place or at a proposition or on the street which is very crowded so it was very would have been very difficult to shoot there so eventually uh, they built a set and it was such a great set that initially a couple of customers just walked in thinking that it's actually a cafe because right. they all the stuff was real everything was freshly baked so it looks real it were, looks real yeah, especially it, it, the spacing and everything it, it looks very absolutely real. it was a, it was kind of almost working cafe I see. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, uh, it, it looks uh, real, so I said, you know, maybe if it's real, <laughs> it's another it, place. It, that... it, yeah, it was almost. It was ninety percent real. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> great. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much, Upendra. I think uh, this was thank a lovely you. chat. Thank you, man. 
and uh, by really enjoyed talking with you about this film and i hope uh, that a lot of you. people discover this film after listening to this podcast yeah i hope so i sincerely so that would be nice uh, by the way this film um, streams on netflix uh, so you can watch a very good copy of the film on netflix um, and uh, thanks again upendra i appreciate it thanks himanshu it was great to just uh, go down the memory lane and Uh, great memories associated with this film because this will be always a special film right uh, be- because it's yes. uh, my first film as a writer plus it was my first collaboration with Nishi and that made it special thank you so much thank you much thank you if you like the episode do share this episode on twitter instagram or facebook and do subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your pods also please do rate and review the pod you can follow me on twitter and instagram at love of cinema sf8 feel free to reach out there or by email with your comments feedback and suggestions you can find my email in the episode notes that's the episode this is himanshu signing off and like always thank you for listening to the love of cinema podcast